Hello, welcome back to the Shintar Higashi Show with Peter Yu. Today, we're going to talk about how to grow judo in America. It's been a hot topic on Reddit, everywhere on the internet. So I kind of wanted to give my two cents alongside with Peter. Yeah. Also, this was a suggestion from one of our patrons, Roger. Thanks for the suggestion. Yeah. So, you know, as you know, judo compared to uh, other countries uh, in America, it's not that popular. I mean, that's yes. like, yeah, uh, wrestling. In, among the grappling arts, wrestling, yeah. HBJJ are the most dominant. Yes. In America. So, in America. In America. So, so we're going to go yeah. a little bit deep dive into that. This video is sponsored by ShintaroHigashi.com. Please go check it out and support me. I got some new merch up there. I got some new courses up there. 10-minute concise Uchimara and Seinagi video. We're going to do more. So please support me, ShintaroHigashi.com. Yep. yep. Sounds good. Yep. So, support them, guys. Support them, guys. Yes. All right. So... Yeah, so I think, yeah, what happened here? Like, why BJJ took off so much? I mean, I guess yeah. wrestling, you can make a case that it's because it's integrated into the school system. It has such a big yeah. advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, there's a lot of things going on here, and I think it's important yeah. to know where judo stands in terms of popularity in the world when it comes to grappling arts. And I think yeah. judo has the most countries participating in the world by far, mm -hmm. hands down. Yeah. Right? Uh, when we're talking about how to grow judo, how to grow judo, we're talking mostly in America because they did this initiative in the 60s and the 50s where all the champions went all across the globe and spread judo. My father right. was one of those people. Right. right. He came to the East Coast of the United States alongside with like eight or nine other senseis of great judo caliber, right? And they came right. and they taught. So that was sort of the beginning. And uh, in the United States, obviously, sports like wrestling and jujitsu are far more popular. Wrestling has always been popular because they're partaking in the education system. Mm. And I think that was very important because internationally, they had freestyle and Greco. They had a very safe version, yeah. collegiate style yeah. wrestling, yeah. scholastic style wrestling. And I think that was much more of a pill that people could swallow in order to make it safer yeah. for people to do wrestling. And I think that's one of the contributing factors. You know, no one wants to pay insurance and do this and kids getting injured all the time. If you look at the statistics in Japan of kids yeah. getting injured in judo, it is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I read an article. It's so high. Yeah. yeah. A lot of concussion and yeah. Yeah, it's like over 100 kids have died, you know, through, you know, breaking their neck or concussions through a solidarity, you know, and this is yeah. Japan we're talking about here, you know? So this is a, a real issue. And I think it, there needs to be a safer alternative, you know? To the current competitive competition judo. Yes. I mean, I think France is a good idea. We should really start modeling some of our stuff after France. Yeah. You know what I mean? The most important thing that I like about France is they have these tournaments with much smaller competition spaces that are efficient yeah. and fast for the coaches. And I talk about this nonstop. They don't need regulation right. mat space for kids. But you've heard me rant about it over and over, so I'm not going to go too yeah. much into that. Right? They also have a very robust ranking system, certification system for instructors. Right? They have right, these right. different belts and things you can do at certain belts, and they stick to it. Okay. They don't teach kids under a certain age, Tani Atoshi. They don't teach kids under a certain age, drop Sanagi. If they do, they're penalized for it in competition. Oh, so you, they have different, uh, more strict sets of rules for kids. Yes, yeah. for different age groups. And I think that's the most, one of the most important things. You go to a tournament over here, you don't know what kids are going to do. Back yeah. belly to belly suplex. You, you get a kid that, you know, dives back for Urinage. Right, right, right. You get a kid doing Tomonage, drop Sode right. and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, everyone should do whatever. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like some kids can't take those kinds of yeah. attacks. They just can't. They're not equipped for it. If their dojo doesn't teach it, they're going to get bombed, right? Yeah. And then, you know, you hear all these, uh, you know, 
tough guy assholes like, oh, if they can't handle it, they don't belong in the sport. And that's precisely the reason why the sport doesn't grow. It's because of yeah. those assholes. And, you know, if yeah. you're listening right now, you know those guys at the local gym screaming right. and yelling at the top of their lungs. Oh, you're that guy. We don't need that guy. Get rid of that guy. Seriously. You know, and uh, we need to rethink how we bring up our youth, you know, right. through judo to make it safer so people can stay in it longer. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. that kind of, then that they will grow into these hobbyists or competitors who will pay into the system. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, in wrestling, like they have a slam rule. If you lift yeah. them up with control, you have to bring them down with control. Um, yeah. Obviously with judo, it's a little bit more difficult. Right, right, right. But like in wrestling, you know, there's no such a thing in freestyle wrestling in Greco. Yeah. They, you could suplex them up upside down like a five point throw, you know, um, feet to yeah. back, bang on the head. It doesn't matter internationally, but they say, you know what? We don't want our high school kids doing that. Yeah. And we don't want our college kids doing that. I mean, eventually when they go to that level, they, I mean, the idea is that they'll, uh, kids will be skilled enough to like be safe, even on yeah. the throws, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. At jiu-jitsu, you don't have to even worry about any of this stuff. Right. And no one's really getting slammed. You know? <laughs> yeah, and there's ideas like, oh, do you really want your kids doing heel hooks and stuff like that? You know, if you teach them properly all this stuff, yes, maybe. But, like, you know, in terms of, like, I've seen jiu-jitsu classes, like BJJ full-blown jiu-jitsu classes, that were yeah. essentially no different than judo. Yeah. It was, like, 90% right. judo, and then 10% yeah. of the time when they're doing randori, randori in air quotes, okay? yeah. it's all on the ground. Yeah. It was the safest thing I've ever seen. I was like, wow, this is how all judo programs should be like. Right, right, right. I was like, what if I'm kidding that? Damn. I was like, wow, this is better. <laughs> right. I was like, no one's right. getting smoked. They learn the yeah. throws. They like the throws. They like doing the th things and everything is safe. So, you know, there's that. And then you, you mentioned that. So there's this rule aspect of it, like for kids. And then yeah. you talked about like licensure, like um, for instructors, like how France has this centralized robust uh ranking yes. system for a life yeah. uh for instructors so yeah. do, how do you envision that being implemented in america i mean they already do right so if yeah. you like register with the u.s judo federation or usji you know yeah. u.s judo for at the coach like i'm a international coach right, right right so it's like then you have to do all the courses which is like dealing with a minor what can yeah. you do? Don't touch that kid. You know, that kind of yeah. stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? Right? They have all these different things, concussion training, first safety yeah. training, and those things are already in place, right? Right. But the way they teach you, though, how they teach you, though, all that stuff is not really, you know, enforced at all or implemented even. You know, they have it. They have curriculum. Right, right. These are the suggested ideas. These are the courses that you can take. They have these resources, but it's not marketed in a way where everybody who's a USA judo member knows, you know? Right, right. Jimmy Pedro and Travis does American judo system, and those guys have much more mind share when it comes to like, oh, judo system, curriculum, learning, video, because they have a robust system already. And they're, right, right. you know, marketing people. Right. They run Fuji. They run Judo Fanatics. They're always pushing stuff out, content out. Now they're getting into the tournament running game with a smooth comp with their license. Yeah. And everyone knows who they are, right? So they're doing a good yeah. job of that, you know? So that's a, it's a start. It's a start. But we need something like that on the a high national yeah. level where everyone buying into it, you know? Right. I see. It's, yeah. it's more, okay, so that kind of innovation in the private sector kind of has to trickle up to the national government. Yes. Body. And then the yeah. private sector, it's yeah. just not robust, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you look at a guy doing jujitsu, they could do it for a much longer time. You have a lot of full-time instructors with no other options. 
Right, you can do right. jujitsu 10 years, 15 years, nonstop without getting uh, injured. How many judo yeah. guys do you know that do judo hard 10, 15 years, nonstop? A lot of those guys can't even walk. <laughs> it's like, how are they yeah. going to dedicate their lives to this thing that was so difficult? They yeah. watched 10 people, 15 people in the room consistently. Only the toughest survived, that kind of mentality. Why would they even want to be in? Right, right. You can do jujitsu in a room of 100 students. Yeah. And you could always have this thing. And then every, you hit this critical mass where it's very easy to stay in this community. You yeah. can make money in this community, going around yeah. doing seminars in private. You can survive. And now all of a sudden, you're a black belt. You're pretty good. Everyone knows you. You have an Instagram presence. Yeah. Now you can just open up your own school. Right. You need a lot more of those, I think, you know? And I'm so kind of talking all over yeah. the place here, right? So you, gonna... let's kind of step back and then kind of summarize what you've been talking about. So there's one safety and yeah. the instructor education, and then there's marketing, more business side of things. The yeah, three things that we want to focus yeah. on. So, yeah. All right. So that's the general idea. Let's kind of drill down into specifics of how to implement these things. So, um, I guess we talked to a little bit about uh, safety side, like kids. Uh, anything about like adults? Like, so you talked about kids, you know, for yeah. kids, like let's ban certain techniques throughout, right? In competitions, even, yeah. and then, yeah. So how about for adults? <laughs> yeah. Chats will say, yeah. Why? Yeah, what? You, you have, Pete has a cold today, guys. So just say, so oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> All right. So for adults, absolutely. You know, jujitsu did it. Yeah. Now, jujitsu did, did it. So did what you want to do is get the critical mass. And the most important thing is injury prevention. Yeah. And this is the number one advice that I have across the board. If you want to grow judo in America, you do it with yourself first. Don't go out to your local organization, make noise and do all this yeah. stuff. You're not going to get anywhere. It's super yeah. bureaucratic out there with the organization, the Hudson Judo, the New York Judo, the USJF, and blah, blah, blah. No one wants to listen to you. You know, I, I've been bucking up the wrong tree for years. What yeah. you, you personally, by yourself, can do immediately is to first and foremost, grow your dojo. Right. If you're in a dojo and you have 20 students, that kind of sucks, right? Let's make it 40. Yeah. Let's make it 60. If you get to 100 students, now you got a real community right there. Yeah. Okay, 100 person tribe of people doing judo. I'm not talking about just kids. I'm talking about adult judo, right? Yeah. Now you have friends there. Everyone knows each other. You have your own cliques. You have your cohorts, all this stuff. Yeah. And now it's going to grow on itself. In yeah. order to do that, you have to make your beginners not do rondori and get hurt. That's uh -huh. the first and foremost thing. Randori is too hard. And I uh -huh. talk about this all the time. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I did Randori for years. And I, I, if you can't do Randori, you don't belong in the sport. You are the problem. You're the toxic guy I'm talking about, you know, that's making it difficult for judo to grow because you have to think. Bias, yeah. Survivorship bias. You got lucky yeah. that you didn't tear your ACL that one time. Yeah. You got lucky that you didn't have to do Randori Travis growing up. And then he just beat the <laughs> you. So you quit, you know, because most of you guys would have quit. Yeah. You're going yeah. with Travis, right? Yeah. So all these different things, right? And the most important thing I think is judo randori has to has to stop at the That's white top. belt level. Well, you can't do it at the white belt level. I'm almost certain, unless the guy has jujitsu experience, other, yeah. wrestling experience. Even then, it has to be a curated experience. You right. go with this guy who's very good at handling beginners. Yeah. How do you handle beginners? You have a course for that. Most people don't. You do randori with that guy. Okay. Uh. What is that black belt going to do to that white belt? He's going to stop right. everything, defend everything. Hey, dude, you're doing a good job. You got to go like this. You got to pull the sleeve. No. No good. I'll yeah. quit. I'll quit right away. <laughs> Guy's like, oh, good, good. Takes nine falls. Super fake. That quit. This is stupid. 
what am I doing? Aikido here? You know, like it's just dumb. Yeah. Right? It's just, it's not what they signed up for. Patronizing. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be a very curated thing. Right. And it's yeah. got to be a guided experience, guided Rondori, curated Rondori every step of the way. You know what I mean? And you can like teach this to your people and scale it. Do I? Not really. You know, I'm kind of bad with this too. Um, you, you do have to curate this. Sometimes. You, do, you yeah. do a good job of like pairing people up. Pairing people up. I do some yeah. of that. And then every now and then I'll remind them, right? Hey, yeah. give them one technique takedown. Let them get one takedown. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, Two to so one, one to one, one to zero. Those are good. You want to stay in that range. Make it like soccer. You know what I mean? Like not too <laughs> high score. Yeah. You know? You don't want to shut everything out. Let them get good position so they could experience going in and going out. Defend yeah. late stage defenses, right? Don't just stuff everything on the first try. All these right. different things are important, you know? But then, yes, no one door is first and foremost. But you have to ask yourself the question, why do most people come to the dojo in the first place? Mm -hmm. Why do they come to the dojo for the first, in the first place? To get fit and grow a spine. That's it. Yeah. So like right. doing Rondori doesn't really do either of those things. You could argue, yes, Rondori is going to get you in shape, but no way, because you get injured more. Rest, you get injured yeah. faster, right? You high, red line first, you got yeah. a breath, you can't really do anything, you know? And you're taking a beating and fear takes over and you're not really getting a workout. Unless you're yeah. like mid-intermediate, high-intermediate, then yes, you're getting a workout. Yeah. White belt are getting a workout, no. right? Yeah. They're going on like that, you know, like going one or two things, like they're not really getting a workout. Right, right, right. So we like went, drill or lab. Oh, so go ahead. Drill oriented. Yeah. Yeah. Fitness. Drill oriented, fitness oriented. Yeah. Dedicated be beginner's class is a huge one. And I understand yeah. the time constraint and the space constraints. We have yeah. that too. We're in New York City. We're in a very small space. Yeah. So it's like you, we can't concurrently run a beginner class and an advanced class at the same time because it's one dojo space. You know what I mean? You kind of did it back to back. Like uh, you would start the beginner class like 6 p.m. and then. Well, seven seven thirty, you you focus more on the advanced guys, right? Yes, yeah, we, we've yeah. done that before. Yeah. yeah, I might do like six thirty or seven thirty, seven thirty or nine. I might do that yeah. next. I might yeah. mix it up. I might really change it up. You know, yeah. I, I don't really know. Yeah, but yeah, that's the thing, man. The so thing. That, but one thing is like BJJ, I well, at least the schools I've gone to, they let white belts roll. You're not getting slammed on the head. Oh, I guess, yeah. They they start on the bottom, yeah. When you're doing Tachiwaza and you teach them Kochi and they slam their leg into the other person's leg, it hurts. Yeah. Right? No one wants to yeah. do that. You go for Kochi and you stub your toe on the person's shin, it hurts. You know? Right. And you get a sort of guard, you tweak your knee, it hurts. Yeah. And you get taken down with a Taitoshi, you land on your shoulder. Mm. Right. It's Ugh. very scary, man. People don't want any part of that. You know, Jiu-Jitsu is great in that sense for beginners because you're on the floor. There's so much less risk, right? Yeah. And you get the hug, you feel close to the person. You know, it's like you're being held the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even being held down, yes, it's very scary for a lot of people, but it doesn't pale in comparison to like being slammed yeah. by someone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a big thing. So, yeah, you have to be understanding. The, so, it's like this this aspect is covers both topics like safety and marketing, like business, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then I think that you made a good point about starting from your immediate circle instead of trying Master. to influence the guy. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it, it 
it's always like this too, like even politics or com companies, you start with what you can control and then it's better that way. Like it, it you know, instead of trying to go to the top right away and then influence, yeah. Cause a lot of times you lack the influence even when you're just starting out. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, man, and all these guys were sitting on the board. A lot of these guys who are very active in the judo community yeah. were sitting on these committees. They don't own dojos, so they don't really know. You know what oh. I mean? Yeah, they're sitting around. You know, oh, I didn't what, know that. Yeah, a lot of them don't have dojos, man. That's that's the issue. You know, uh, they don't really know. They don't really get it. They don't I really see. understand. Like our income depends on some of this stuff. You yeah. know, and there's not enough collaboration between the dojos because it's mm -hmm. very, very like sort of ego-ish, right? There's a lot of ego. You know what I mean? I see. There's okay, like jujitsu cultures, like, okay, let's roll, let's work out different dojos, but judo guys, you know, they don't want to get land in front of their students. It's so instantaneous. It's so explosive. It looks really bad. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times uh, they don't even do one door anymore because the older right. you get, the harder it is, to do, you know? Yeah. Let's, so, okay, let, let's talk about that too. Like, I think so, uh, someone from Discord brought it up, like, would it make sense to partner with other schools like judo school or even VJJ schools? Or wrestling, you know, what do you think yeah. about that aspect? I mean, I think, yeah. yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, I don't think that should be your first go-to. <laughs> I think first and foremost, you need to look at the mirror and be like, hey, is my program good? Okay. Am I keeping right. good metrics? Am I keeping, you know, good marketing numbers? Am I retaining the right people? Am I, is my product good? Yeah. You know, and 95% of the time it sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not good. It's just not good. And you know, even I'm at fault because. I'm saying all these things, but I don't do all these things, you know, because it's so easy for me to fall back on like, oh man, I'm here to yeah. see my buddies. I'm here to see my black belt. It becomes like sort of this exclusionary thing where I'm just kind of hanging out with my yeah. boys, right? So I'm completely guilty of this too. You know what I mean? So it's not an right. attack on you personally coming from a place of above, you know, yeah. but we have to make our product better, yeah. right? Even business, before partnering with anyone. Like, even before partnering with everyone. And you have to understand what a good business is. You go to Starbucks, you get the same experience every single time. That's right. You go to Starbucks, you yeah. know exactly what you're going to get, right? Judo school, not so much. Even my dojo. Oh, I mean, right? That I can speak to that from my personal experience. Like, it's the reason why I've been, I was going to BJJ school more than judo school in, yep. around here was because. I know that if I go to BJJ school, I could get, I know that I could get a good training every time. Right? Every time. Every, every time. It's the same every yeah. time, right? 10 minute yeah. warm up, three different sets of techniques, right? And we're going to roll five rounds of rolls. We're going to do yeah. five rounds. That's and it. Then I know that people will show up for rounds and I'll get like, diff I'll get to go with different people every round. Yeah. yeah. Formula. And you need yeah. that formula to make anything into a franchise, right? Because yeah. it has to be predictable, you yeah. know? You have to know what you're getting and consistently go in day after day after day after day, right? In order to have certain like growth, people, progression, you know? And people are more willing to pay for that experience, the consistency. Yeah, yeah they want that. They want consistency yeah. in their life. And I'm at fault too, because sometimes I don't feel like teaching. I'm like, I'm not going to teach today. It's <laughs> 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 like, hey man, next week we're going to do tile. And then it's like, I don't feel like teaching tile today. I want to teach something else. And sometimes, yeah. you know, there's rules, right? Never teach more than three minutes at a time. Yeah. I break that rule all the time. Three sets oh, of three-minute instruction. That's it. Three sets of three instructions. Oh. Yeah, broken up by three minutes of actually doing it. That's 20 oh, minutes right I, there. I see. And then yeah. you, you That's run. That's it. Yeah. Then you do run door or whatever, you know, yeah. or throws or whatever, right? 
That's a formula. You know, I'll give you an example. I went to a birthday party for my daughter's uh, friend, uh, right? And, you know, when you're bu building a business, yeah. building a business, and I need to distinguish between making yourself a job versus building a business, okay? Uh, I have created a job for myself to be at because the business relies on me. It's not a business. Uh, I have a job and I made it for myself. Okay, see, that, that's one. The that, higher that's, level. That's you at KBI. That's me and KBI. Yeah. And it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not a business. Yeah. A business is a system of things put in place, implemented that yeah. anyone could do. Lowest level employee can run it. That's a business. Okay. I see. I went to a birthday party and it was so good. It was so clean. Right. And none of the people work in it. Right. They were all in like high school. And they and weren't like spectacular. Oh. I mean, I'm sure they're fine kids, but like yeah. they're the lowest level employees of anybody, anywhere. It's like yeah. the least paid, least whatever it is, right? Yeah. They literally had a script that they had to read from and the system was perfect. Kids, kids roll in, yeah. they're looking at the clock. Okay, it's time to dump out the crafts. They dump out the crafts on a table. Kids run over there, right? Five minutes later, 10 minutes later, kids start running around. They go over here. All right, guys, we're going to do cupcakes. They go run over to do cupcakes. And then as soon as that happens, right, two staff runs over, cleans up the craft. What was that? Yeah. They go eat cupcakes. Juice gets served, right? Two minutes later, okay, yeah. music starts playing. Kids oh, start going man. out and dancing. Okay, yeah. guys, we're going to play a game. They play three games, literally three games. That's it. And you know what? Similar to my system, okay? Yeah. They didn't steal it from me, right? Yeah. Three minutes apiece, dude. The game was three minutes apiece. Literally three minutes, three to five minutes apiece. Bang, bang, bang. One of them was limbo. You know, one of them was like a freeze dancing thing, right? And were these guys like spectacularly clever, charismatic, amazing teachers of dance? No. They're not probably not even professional dancers. No, they're hard. <laughs> but they were very good at it because they'd follow the script, right? Okay, guys, that, listen yeah. up. Like, this was the script. Okay, guys, listen up. When the music starts, you're going to do a chicken. Music starts. They're doing a chicken dance, right? Go like this. <laughs> and those kids are checked out. They could do this in their sleep. Yeah. Next is Penguin. They're doing the Penguin. And then the music stops. Like, freeze. And play. Bow. Right? And then, honestly, three minutes in, kids are getting bored. All right, we're going to play another game. All right, guys, yeah, yeah. time for pizza. Bang. Going to get pizza. I see this a lot in... BJJ schools. They, yeah. Yeah. They run you. If you notice, judo schools in America don't have classes every day. No. BJJ schools do. Yep. Do, do, does the head instructor always teach all of them? No. No. They, he, they teach the most popular night classes, whatever. Yep, they said morning classes, lunch classes yep. are for, run by lower belts that want to, you know, Get uh, get pay a little more serious about BJJ, but I think the pro the thing is, even if they're not professional teachers, they follow that script the yep. head the head instructor has developed, and then they could just go with it. And then everyone, all the customers, the hobbyists know what they're gonna get. It doesn't <laughs> matter if they show up at six a.m., twelve p.m., or six p.m. Yeah, every and then uh, it's like I. I like even for myself, I'm more willing to pay for that because if I miss Monday six p.m., I can show up Tuesday six p.m. It's the same deal. Yep, same yeah. deal. Yeah, it's great. It's not fulfilling for the person teaching it. 
Yeah. It's the equivalent of like being a master teacher and a you know, college could create their own curriculum and talk about yeah. anything on their topic of choice, right? Yeah. I have yeah. a PhD and I don't know, physics, and I'm going to teach it this way. And these are my theories. And this is amazing. And, you know, let me yeah. talk to the most brilliant kids in the room and, you know, do all yeah. this stuff, right? Change lives yeah. versus you're teaching in the DOE. And here's the common core curriculum. And on Monday, yeah. we're going to do this. On Tuesday, we're going to yeah. do this. And they're just following a script and just blabbering along. You know, so yeah. there's a big difference there. You know what I mean? But how many superstar PhD doctorate, you know, academics are out there who are at the top of the line in yeah. an Ivy League setting <clears throat> versus how many teachers in the DOE? I don't know, 20,000, 30,000 teachers. Yeah. And that's the difference. You know what yeah. I mean? And if you want to pull, you know, majority of your business in a capitalistic way from majority of the people and service those people, you got to do it like that. You yeah. know, I hate to say that, you know, and I don't subscribe to it fully. Right. Uh, but I think that's the first and foremost thing. You have to kind yeah. of really think of it from like a business standpoint, right? You have to think about retention, injury, you know, fitness standpoint, all the stuff. And then I think that's the path to grow you. And then when you right. can have 200 people in the room, then you could hand select your advanced class, comp class, teach that, get fulfillment there. First yeah. and foremost, you need the money to be able to pay the bills and leave that shit job that you have in the morning. <laughs> not yeah, everybody, not cool. everybody, you know, right? It is, that's also true. Like you can't, you know, if you really want to grow it as a, it can't be your hobby to run a dojo. Yeah. 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 Like, so that's, I think the key, you know, um, so before you do that, any of the partnership, it starts with you really, yeah. right? You could partner with me yeah. too. And I guess, you know, you could kind of, I do these like one-to-ones online sometimes, you know, yeah. like a consultant. So you guys can yeah. go on the website. And then schedule yeah. that, com, and I, I'll kind of give you a little bit of a rundown. Oh, yeah, so it's a thing that you can do, you know? I didn't know you were doing uh, that. Maybe I mean, I've only done it a few times. You. you don't have to. You, you got back <laughs> to any time, man. So yeah. it's, it's very interesting because a lot of people, when they talk about this, even on Discord, yeah. a lot of talk, you know, this discussion, how to grow judo in America kind of... Yeah goes on to that oh the problem with different organizations three organizations not centralized all that but you're saying that doesn't even matter no We're that's excuses it's yeah. excuses you guys are all it's, making excuses and forget them you know why are you asking them for help yeah help yourself help yourself first seriously you know it's a cool to like the government need to do this and give my student loans a break yeah. and all no go make money you know <laughs> But it's kind of like that too, man. The dojo, you can grow the dojo yourself. You don't need those guys to grow the dojo. You yeah. know what I mean? And then I think be selective in who you push out there in the competition circuit because right then you need a little bit of help from the organization yeah. to support those people doing the sport, right? right? Because you don't want to throw them into a lion's den. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. If you have a very nice, friendly culture and you want to throw them into the local dojo circuit and... It's full of goons. That's not good for anybody, right? You get students that are going to want to do that, you know? How, yeah. How I see it, I think from like, uh, you know, the, that debate about all private dojos versus like the organizations, I think there, you, what you're, what I'm getting from what you're saying is that there's so many low hanging fruits in the private dojo right yes. now, like they're not even developed. I think you need that kind of grassroots private dojo foundation set. And then what on upon the foundation, can you kind of influence and then, you know, maybe make, uh, make the 
uh, bureaucracy of these organizations better. Like it's it's not it. You need both. Absolutely, you know yeah. absolutely. And right now, yeah. the private dojos side is so lacking in America. Yeah. It is, but you to, know, yeah. I've seen successes too, right? Yeah. I know this guy Kevin. He owns a jujitsu school slash judo school out in uh, Jersey. He partnered yeah. up with a jujitsu guy. So have a yeah. judo slash jujitsu program, and it's great. They have 300, 400 students there. You know, nice, it's amazing. Nice. You know, and they're in Pennsylvania. They have a huge space. Yeah, you know? I know Colton at his dojo. Yeah. He has a jujitsu BJJ program. BJJ oh, and judo does. go hand in hand, man. It really yeah. does. You know, it's you can like actually how you package the product. I guess. Yeah, you yeah, can partner, really but you have the packaged product partner product have to be. <clears> right. Yeah, you know, and I'm actually almost even partnered to the taekwondo ones. You know. Oh yeah. I know a guy that did that. This guy Jose Big Cosme. He's out in LA. He's in California, and he yeah. did that. You know, when he was like, "Oh, should I start my own dojo? Whatever it is." He partnered up with a taekwondo guy, and he uh, learned all the things. They have birthday party this, birthday party that, all these things. And you know, if you're the guy that's sitting there like, "Oh, I'll never do that," or "I'll never sell out," or "I'm not doing judo for money," you're the pro- you're one of the people that have a problem. You know, you got to kind of get over that a little bit. You need yeah. money because money drives certain things, and then you can't just teach judo for free. Right then, the quality of the instruction is not good. How many of you are yeah. there? How many people yeah. out there who are actually good at judo, right? Who could not work and teach judo? Right, right. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. I I know like two people that could do that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so if there is money in judo, they could dedicate themselves to that, and they get paid out for that, so they could do it professionally, without doing anything else, so they could focus on that, right? And then yeah. have that, and then the more money there is in the sport, the more people are going to want to do that kind of a thing. And the more people will be in the sport, you know? Right. I'm speaking like a true capitalist here, but like, you know, <laughs> you, you get where I'm coming from. Yeah. Right? You, I, we need more full-time instructors. How do we do that? Keep people in the sport more. And the first and foremost thing, don't let your white belts do Rondori. Yeah. Seriously. Don't let them do Rondori. Period. How do I make it interesting? Do like a kid's birthday party. Take a ballet class. I, I'm not lying to you guys. Go to a goddamn dance class. Seriously. Hey. See how good they are at making you move. For 90 minutes straight, dude. 90 minutes straight, you're engaged. And you Even see that, some of those rooms, 40, 50, 60 people in that room. Take a class at Equinox, see what happens. Dude. I've been to those. I go, I, you know, I've been to the ballet class you do. Yeah. I've been to all the cycling classes, spinning classes with my wife. Dude, they're amazing, man. I hate those. I hate spinning. It was like, let yeah. me go. But I had a lot of fun. Bro, I, I am telling you. Fun. I am telling you, I take classes all the time just for that purpose. And I used to, yeah. in the beginning, I was like, oh man, it's so dumb. I can't be in that room with those people, you know, like, yeah. but now I'll take any class that you'll put in front of me, if it's fitness related or whatever it is, as market research. Yeah. And let me tell you something. They do it a million yeah. times better than all of us Yeah, in judo. <laughs> no, seriously. And you yeah, know what? I know that the those uh soul cycle instructors are you know, they're so amazing that people dress up as them in Halloween. Yeah, dude. Listen to the message that they give you in class. Hey, you're doing an amazing job. Hey, buddy, you're amazing. Hey, what's your name? First timer. Welcome to the room. We're gonna make you fit. We're gonna all do it together. Give each other five fives, leadership board here. All these extrinsic rewards, intrinsic rewards. Here's the thing. Here's the motivator. It's going to be 90 minutes. It's going to be the same every time. Uh-huh. This energy, this fun, this music. You know, let's get going, guys. Start by the letter. And then it's like, man, it is, first of all, fun. Is your yeah. judo class fun? Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah. 
for most people in the room, it's not. It's fun for the instructor hanging out with their best guy. That's me. Yeah. I have a great time at the <laughs> right? And some guys who are new, who rub me the wrong way, have no access to me, right? Yeah. Because I'm kind of standoffish like that sometimes. Yeah. Is that fun for that guy? No. Why would he stay? No. Yeah. I mean, he won't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I have a little bit of a different level of celebrity because of the YouTube. Yeah. So people Google. seek me yeah. from yeah. this and they've seen me online. They see the social proof. So therefore, they're much more likely to take more of this nonsense from me. Yeah. You know, and even still, I'm very aware of all this stuff. So I try my best, right, to kind of mitigate and then yeah. to cater and service some of these people, you know? But if you're the average judo teacher who have that survivorship, tough guy mentality, right? Shansei was from Japan. I'm going to yeah. talk like I'm from Japan. I want to run judo like they did in the 60s in Japan. No. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. I mean, you have to understand what Japan is like or other countries. The, the, the judo is state-sponsored. It's kind of like wrestling. Wrestling, even in America, yeah. is run like that because it's in integrated into the school system. There are a lot of kids doing it, and then you can kind of whittle, whittle people out until you get the top of the yeah. crop who go to Olympics. We can't do that with judo in America. No, no. no you can't at all. It still doesn't yeah. work, you know? So. Yeah. That's my advice, honestly. Like, uh, and if you guys need help, you guys could always reach out and consult with yeah. me on shintohigashi.com. This whole thing is a commercial because I'm a whore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I mean, this was a in very interesting talk, I think. I mean, we've kind of talked about this here and there throughout our podcast. No. But it's good to kind of focus on this topic. A lot of people wanted you to talk about this. Yeah. But and the contract. Oh, what's the contract? The last point. I don't have contracts. Like you gotta have a membership, contract, six month contract. Oh, I, I, we don't do contracts with Dojo because no, you're investing time in that person to teach them. They have to stick around. They have to commit to you too. Yeah. Two way street. It's gotta be straight. Yeah. You have to be tough. It's gotta be consistent, consistent, tough love. That's what you need for these people. Yeah. Also, it's gotta be fun. It'll be a lot of things. Yeah. And you know. The whole roundabout thing I'm trying to say is there needs to be an instructor education. Yeah. Everybody who runs yeah. the dojo needs these kinds of things to yeah. right, make it better. You know? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I think that's, yeah, a lot of people tend to focus on the organizations like national governing bodies in, yeah. the, in America. But I mean, we let's not even get there yet. Yeah. You know, we got to grow the base, yeah. the foundation first, the private you know dojo. What? I want to hear from you. Do you think the best software engineers make the best CEOs? No, I mean, that's like a common thing, right? Yeah. Um, so in software engineering, used to be that, I forget the name of this uh, hypothesis, is that, but it basically says that uh, the person is promoted until the position they're worst at, and then they get, they're stuck. So as a software engineer, you go through like oh junior software, senior software, and then you've been to manager, and then a lot of times software engineers are not are bad at managing people, so they're stuck there, mm, and then yeah. they perform badly. So in order to solve that, now they they have two tracks: equal pay, you know, the individual contribution IC track they call it, and then the managerial track, and you can always uh, move forward. So. If, if I was start, if I started as a junior developer, move up the IC rank, and then I was like, you know what, I want to do the manager. 
then you、mm. try that. But now you can always come back to as an IC, so you're、yeah. not stuck at the job that you're bad at. So、yeah. it's like a common thing now. Yeah, what makes you a great software engineer doesn't necessarily make you a great manager. No, and same no. thing with judo. What makes you a great judo athlete doesn't make you a great judo teacher. Right, right. Those right. are two different things, and there's another layer, which is a great business person. Yeah. So there's three things you have to do, right? Business, teaching, and begin a judo. Yeah. Right. So you know it's kind of like that. You know, software engineer. That's a great example. The higher you go up, the lower your testosterone goes down, and the lower your <laughs> testosterone goes down, the harder it is to become a CEO. What? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> But I, yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, about being an athlete and a teacher, and you have to like, if you can't do it all, you can you can you know recruit people. Like, and in order to do that, you have to have a business, and I think that's what Shintaro was trying to say too. So,、yep. uh, yeah, we talked all about a lot.、Uh, um, let us know、uh, if you guys have any questions. I mean, the fastest way would be to. Uh, support us on Patreon and join our Discord, or you can also kind of have a scheduled consulting session with Shintaro on his website, shintaroguys dot com.、Um, anything else, Shintaro? Nope. That's it. Thank、cool. you guys for listening. Yeah.、Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you guys in the next episode.